is Let's Eat with host Zane Kaplensky on News Talk 1010. Good morning, fellow eaters. Welcome back to Let's Eat. I'm your host, Zane Kaplansky, every Saturday here on News Talk 1010. This is the show where we talk to people, about people, with people, all about food. So I own, if you don't know who I am, uh, Kaplansky's Deli. It's a restaurant on College Street. We've got a few other locations at the airport. Uh, we just opened up in Yorkville. We're franchising. You want to buy a franchise? Give me a call. Drop me a line. And uh, uh, I have a food truck and I have uh, this radio show and uh, a wonderful catering business. And I've been doing Food Network and CBC Television uh, food-related stuff for, for a number of years now. And this is a show where we invite people on to talk to us about food and, and uh, whatever aspect of it that they do. Now, one of the great things about what I do here on the radio is that I get to connect with people. And I have a friend who started out as a customer. Dale Burstein used to come into the restaurant and she would order my Rubenesque sandwich on a very regular basis. And we got to know each other. And then Dale told me that she had been uh, the producer of Bob Bloomer's show, The Surreal Gourmet. And we started talking about our mutual love of food and, and Food Network and the things that we do on, on uh, uh, in the media. And Dale invited me to a dinner at her home earlier this week. And again, this is one of the nice things about about uh, about being on the, the air, which is that I get invited to these things. And you get some of these new and interesting and different experiences. And this was a dinner with some Israeli visiting chefs who are in the studio with me this morning. I've got Nir Margalith and Guy um, Marom. Thank you. Very good. And uh, I, one of the things I'm also famous for is butchering people's last names, especially. First names I tend to be good at, last names not so much. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, you have, a, you have a, a company called Puzzle Israel. Yeah. And it's a, well, first of all, you have the, the distinction, I should say, not honor or privilege, I'm not so sure, of being the first international guests on my radio show. Well, Thank you very much. Can you imagine? We're now we're, we're now going international here. Thank this is fantastic. Yeah, well, it's a, it's my pleasure, and I, I I love I love what you're doing in every way. And and when I when Dale told me about it, it made perfect sense. And then when I experienced it at her house, it made even more sense. So why don't I let why don't I let Nir uh, yeah. try and explain what Puzzle Israel is and what the two of you do and why I I think it's so special. Excellent. Um, so Puzzle Israel came to be six years ago, um, and it, it combines a lot of our personal loves, uh, food and travel. Um, we thought that Israel, Israel is such a small country, um, but has so much to offer, where in the last 30 years, nobody really tries to bring the new face of Israel to the customers, to the travelers that come. You go to Jerusalem, you go to Tel Aviv, Tiberias, exactly. Dead the, sea. the route of uh, 25 bang, years. Bang, bang, boom, you're gone. Exactly. <laughs> and you go back home tired and you need another vacation. <laughs> um, and coming from the food scene, and I was cooking in for six uh, years before. So you're a chef? Had, I'm a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I haven't studied, and Israel doesn't really have such a good... Uh, culinary schools. Uh, most chefs in Israel have studied overseas. I had the privilege of working with the best of the best in Israel and then opened a small catering business. And then Guy joined me. We grew up together in the Galilee. And that's we the said, north of Israel. That's the north exactly. of Israel. Which isn't exactly. as touristy as the, the southern part. Um, if you're not on the Jesus Trail, where, <laughs> where people go along the right. Jesus uh, yeah. route, um, yeah. no, it's not very touristic. Right. 
Um, we grew up in a very small area, periphery, definitely the periphery of Israel. Mm-hmm. We haven't met so many tourists. We got to know that three million people visit Israel and we don't meet any, any of them along our paths. And the places that Israelis go travel are not touristic. Right. And why is that? Just nobody cares. Nobody really tries to find and make new Israel um, just more interesting. And so, I, think, I think one of the, one of the, there's an English expression, the road less traveled, which is a, often a harder road to find and a harder road to go down because it's just so easy, the Jesus trail as you refer <laughs> to it, that everything is built to go that way. And it's just the, what we call the path of least resistance. And first of all, where did you learn to speak such incredibly good English? So I had the luck of living in Milwaukee when uh-huh. I was nine years old. Okay. Actually, I have a lack of Hebrew, or got a <laughs> lack of Hebrew, and then my English had to be stronger. So yeah, I have uh, my English is from there. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Brown. <laughs> I um, took like 11 years of, of Hebrew lessons, and I can say Todaraba and Shaket Bavakasha and Eifah and that's oh, about it. Abubabait, Imabubait. That's if you'll travel 20 times like we traveled here <laughs> to Israel in the next uh, three years, I'm sure you'll get better. I'm sure. I, I, you know, I've been to Israel now uh, three times. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was lucky when I first went with my family, not actually on the second trip, where we actually rented a bus and, and took our time to see most of the country. And we were there for, we actually traded homes oh. with uh, an Israeli family. They took our place here and we took their place there. And... Um, and there were like 11 of us, my family, my uncle's family. And we got a chance to get out and see stuff. So I, I understand what you're saying, that what you're trying to do is help people connect, mm-hmm. not just with the tourist exactly. sites, but with the, the people, people and the food and the culture, because there's something really special that happens. I think um, a lot of the things that we do differently are we break the rules. There are no rules. The tour guide and bus and driver that takes you around for 10 days yeah, it's good for a lot of people, mm-hmm. apparently, but there is a movement of slow travel, of I'm using your in-depth radio, in-depth travel. Mm-hmm. People are looking to go deeper. That was slick, And by the to way. meet. <laughs> well done, I like that. People are looking to meet yes. local people. Why are you going to this country? Why are you asking? Why are you eating the food? Do you want to know where it came from? Israel is... 10, if not 20 countries in one small country. So Puzzle Israel is, in essence, a tour company. It is a tour company. You help to bring people to Israel. And tell us what the tours are like. So give us a, paint a picture for our listeners. Who comes? How long do they come for? Where do you take them? What do you do? So Israel is about 10 hours flight from here. So people intend to come for at least a week, if not two weeks, somewhere in between. A group, a, a typical group will be a family of five to a family of 15 like your own. When mm-hmm. you came to Israel, you combine a few people and you come together. We tailor-made. I, we don't have any tour that looked alike or exactly alike as another tour. Um, we ask at least 100 questions or as many questions as, as we are allowed to, to ask. And people answer and then we build them an itinerary. We give them, of course, samples and ideas. But a typical tour will be three days in each region, where Israel is a small country, but mm-hmm. it is two and a half hours each direction from Tel Aviv. Right. Um, and you want you don't want to pack and, and, and go every day. So we do star trips. We go to the north for three days, around the Galilee, Golan Heights, the borders of Israel with Lebanon and Jordan. Um, and then um, we go to Tel Aviv or Jerusalem, and then the south. Now, weather-wise, Israel is very different. Summertime, wintertime, 
a whole different story. Summertime to go to the desert, uh, you won't really come back. You'll you'll die. <laughs> so we don't do that. We try to put you in the relevant places for you to have fun. Right. You're not coming to accomplish the whole country in 10 days because then you won't come again. We're coming to give you a taste of as many things as possible that fit fit your um, needs and the group needs. Because if a family is coming from the kid who is four years old to the grandparents who are maybe 84, we need to accommodate everyone. Now, near, I think one of the questions that our listeners have to be asking themselves is safety. Uh, what we get over here in Canada, often the, the view that we get of Israel is that there's conflict there. I was there two, three years ago now, uh, two and a half years ago, for my nephew's bar mitzvah, and there's no hint of danger or conflict whatsoever. We were just in Jerusalem. Uh, but can you speak to that? Have you ever had any challenges or difficulties or I, threats? I have them every day. Every day that I speak with someone, the conversation starts with, oh, I want to come to Israel in a year, in six months, but I'm afraid. I am nervous. My kids are nervous. And, uh, and from there, living there, it's like probably living anywhere. You have the sense of security and safety. We don't feel it. I would recommend anyone thinking of going to Israel, set a coffee with a friend who've been. I'm sure mm. all of you have a friend, at least one, that have been to Israel. And they generally, face-to-face, will tell you that you don't need to be afraid. Um, we had people coming in the worst scenarios where they landed when the Gaza um, crazy um, situation happened. And we traveled, and Gaza is a very small area in Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel is definitely big enough for you not to feel uh, threatened. And um, so, yeah, people come. Once you land, you say, whoa, this is the the safest place I felt because people are aware of that everything can happen and anything can happen. But shooting and robberies and um, stabbings, sorry to, to use that phrase, happen everywhere, every city. And you won't take me to the bad neighborhoods of Toronto. I won't take you to the bad neighborhoods of Israel. <laughs> that's very fair. And, and that's that's been my experience as well, that that uh, in the three times that I've been there, there's been no hint of any challenge or difficulty. And I think I think the, the attitude is a good one, that talk to other people who have been. Do you have, first of all, how do people get a hold of you? What's your website and how do people get a hold of so Puzzle Israel? So Puzzle Israel is all over the web. From the website, that is very easy to handle and send us a message, and we are very communicative. We have an office in Chicago, so time-wise, we just give you a call. You can give us a call. There's a number on the website, puzzleisrael.com. Do you have testimonials there we and so on? We have testimonials. We have videos. Our YouTube channel is one of the, the best channels to see Israel in, in just a very nice and genuine way. We are not the ones who, there is no yes and no. There is all, every question is welcome. And every scene is welcome. And you'll meet an Arab chef, and you'll meet a Palestinian reporter, and you'll meet someone uh, very left-wing and very right-wing. Both will maybe guide you, because guides come with their own 35 years of experience of living in Israel. And they have their method of life, their agenda, their their way of life. So. Speaking of agendas, Guy, we have to take a bit of a break. Yep. And uh, Guy and Nir as well. And, and uh, um, when we come back from the break, let's talk about the Palestinian and Arab situation and what people are going to see see and feel. Is there an agenda on the tours? What are the kinds of things that people get exposed to? I love being a Jewish guy with an Arab name. Zayn is an, is an Arab name. And uh, and it's it's sort of an unusual twist for me, but but uh, I want I want to get people a sense of that 
the political experience and and uh, and how you incorporate that into the Puzzle Israel tours. You're listening to Zane Kaplansky here on News Talk 1010. I'm joined today with uh, Nir Margulith and Guy Maram. Close? Very close. Thank you. Let's eat! Let's eat with Zane Kaplansky. In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Back. Welcome back to Let's Eat. I'm your host, Zane Kaplansky, every Saturday here on the Mighty News Talk 1010 In-Depth Radio. And uh, I'm joined today by, are you both chefs or, or uh, is Guy, are you a chef as well? Or just yeah, near? I am a chef as well, but uh, most of what I know, it's uh, through Nir. Is that Nier right? So, me, yeah. so that's Guy that's Maram, who, who uh, is partnered with uh, Nir Margulith, and the two of them make up, plus another par- uh, partner in Chicago, Puzzle Israel. And it's a tour... Um, uh, tour company that brings people over to connect them in a in a special way, and both being chefs, I imagine that food is food is very important. Yes. So so you know we're, we're talking before the break about about uh, it's safe and it's unique, and you take people on on completely customized tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a sense of what a tour looks like. So as I started before, um, we we split the trip into three into puzzle pieces. That's the name puzzle ah. came from putting together the pieces of Israel for each family and individual, um, and listening to the customer and then putting together where you want to be. Now a lot of people have been to Israel before, have done the tour, the must see Masada, Jerusalem, Dead Sea thing, and they want more. And Israel has plenty more to offer you. Food, of course, it's a way to connect. So we use the food along the way. You have to eat three times a day. You start your breakfast, amazing Israeli breakfast at the hotel, but then you travel and you meet people. So what's, what's, what's Israeli breakfast like? So Israeli breakfast is the Israeli salad, the chopped salad, eggs, cheeses, and depends on how high of the hotel level you choose, <laughs> the more variety you have, right. you can't eat it all. And the sh- famous shakshuka. I forgot and the shakshuka. Shakshuka. Yeah. shakshuka is one of which, the... Which I, I used to have in my menu. Uh, I took it off just because it was it was such a heavy dish. We called it Yiddish rancheros. So it was uh, <laughs> eggs poached in a tomato sauce, mm-hmm. a spicy tomato sauce. Exactly. And that's... And, and isn't it... Does it come from a restaurant called Dr. Shakshuka or something like that? Or, or? It comes from a long way. Okay. People will say it came from Spain and some people will say that South Africans have a very similar dish. But as we said before, Israel is a mix of cultures and mix of uh, 15 countries. Many shakshukas have came to Israel. Shakshuka, what's special about it you can eat it actually and you'll find israelis eat it all along the way breakfast mm-hmm. lunch or dinner mm-hmm. um and yes it's those eggs poached in tomato spicy tomato sauce you can add meat to it you can add vegetables to it you can add cheeses to it yeah. and it just becomes delightful and you know the the uh, the middle eastern and israeli flavor palette has really become super popular here in toronto and and uh anthony rose has opened a restaurant called fat pasha a few years ago which is a great representation of it uh and there's some classic standards like the jerusalem restaurant on eglinton does a wonderful um uh example of, of Middle Eastern food. I love the, the freshness of what you find there. Grilled meats, wonderful vegetables, perfect salads, and um, and just a, a pungency of the flavors that exist. So so I, I said in the first segment that I, I met these fellas at Dale Burstein's house, and what you did, I guess, are you on a, it's a marketing tour? Is it your, it is, like, it's a fun marketing raising tour. awareness yeah. of, of what we're doing? So, is this typical? You go to a city, you have a contact. We started five years ago by um, touring mostly the States, 
uh, between university and college, mm-hmm. and we taught students how to make shikshuka, um, which is a, was a free night. Uh, join us for shikshuka and beer, and then hear about an opportunity to come and travel with us in Israel. And it developed during the years, and uh, today we travel almost five times a year between France, previous clients that are inviting us, sometimes synagogues or different organizations. And we do fun nights, fun um, and educational night mm. about food, about Israel. And in the end, we take five minutes and we tell them about puzzle, which is unique. Nobody, you know, Nobody I, I expects it yeah. to find chefs to come into your home, cook, invite you to cook with them, eat amazing. Fantastic food. I, I can t- I'll testify myself as an unpaid uh, endorser. The food is fantastic. The experience is fantastic. You know, Dale's kitchen is fantastic. Yeah. You know, you've got this, this huge island and you're putting people to work and everybody's chopping and, yeah. and talking and getting to know each other. That's There's a, a special energy that happens. And it's, it's, it's so nice because... You know, as a, as a marketing and sales technique, it works perfectly because you're, you're selling without selling. You're giving people a really wonderful experience. And now you can experience this in Israel with us in a different setting. And the, you showed a, a, a short video at the very end of, and really well done too, really well done. To give people a sense, that's on YouTube, I guess? That's on mm-hmm. YouTube. Our first video on YouTube will give you eight minutes of the Israel you want to see, uh, we hope. Um, and again, food as we use along the way, we have we have a food truck like you. Oh yeah, um, and it opens up in the middle of nowhere, cooks for our clients. Sometimes do with our buy, clients. Do you want to buy another food truck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Israel scene of food truck is not yet there. Yeah, Israel doesn't have. Well, that's a really cool truck. way to use it. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So we we travel along our customers and. And we invite people to travel with us. I think that's the most important thing. We come, we meet clients who've traveled with us. They invite their friends. Now we meet you. Now, your next time to Israel, you know someone. And right. that's what we're trying to create. And that's right. what we created. Yeah. A bunch of people who know Nir and Guy. And we meet every customer in Israel. It's not a mass production company. We are now at about 40 trips a year, 40 groups that come. That's incredible. From uh, four people to 45 people. Up, and we are aiming for 100. We're not aiming to be mass production. Yeah. Uh, we we took, we learn with every client how to be better. We aim for the VIP hosting service. Everyone is treated the same. Um, food, of course, will be a very big part of your trip. So I, I actually, uh, I, I took us off track. I, I sidetracked <laughs> us with shakshuka. Uh, we only have about a minute left in the segment. Um, but let's do, what, what's the rest of the day like? So you have breakfast. So you have breakfast and then you start the day. Now, a typical day will be, uh, will include about four sites. We're not coming and, you know, using the bus and off and on the bus. We want you to feel and experience the country. We will start the day with two things and then have lunch. And then finish the day with two other activities. Now, it can be horseback riding. It can be seeing Caesarea. It can be a scavenger hunt in Haifa. It can be fun and educational thing. Um, and that's most of the day would be educational, fun, and relaxing. And do you do that part yourself? I mean, there's so much history and there's so much. I mean, that's one of the wonderful things about Israel is that this is the birthplace of so many different religions and cultures. Uh, are you... Train tour guides, or do you bring in other people who teach that we stuff? We actually, I started by being a tour guide. I oh. did the tour guide course, but then I found that I don't want to be the tour guide. Right. You need to have so much knowledge and information and responsibility of that knowledge. 3,000 years of history, people ask 
plenty of questions they want to know. Now, I'm too busy around making everything logistically work. So we have professional tour guides. We picked and choose our 30 best guides and they guide the tour. Now we have to finish so we'll come back soon <laughs> <laughs> exactly well you're, you're, you're the perfect guest we're, we're, we're here talking to Nir Margleef and Guy Maram from Puzzle Israel you're listening to Zane Kaplansky on News Talk 1010 let's eat Zane Kaplansky says let's eat on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010 and we're back. This is the very first international edition of Let's Eat with Zane Kaplansky. I've got uh, the fellows from Puzzle Israel. It's a unique tour company, of course, in Israel. Does that go without saying? It should go without saying. Uh, Nir Margulith and Guy Maram are here with me today. And we're talking about a very unique approach that you take to showing people the country that you're from, which is Israel. You're from the north of Israel. We were talking about how there's small tour groups each group is, has a completely customized experience. You do an in-depth interview. You find out where they want to go, what they want to do. And then is it hotels? Is it camping? Is it you, you talked about a food truck? Like what is what is a... So uh, the company, and, and I wanted to mention this before, started by our experiences around the world. We've traveled both over 30 countries. I have used a lot of couch surfing, which I don't know if people are familiar couch with. Couch surfing. Couch surfing. Yeah. People yeah. host you on their couch and you travel the world almost for free and you meet the locals. And that's the, the way to travel, I think. And it, it's growing crazy. So we try to do that for people who want to stay in five-star hotels because you can't meet the people if you're staying in a five-star hotel. You have your crazy, amazing room with view, but nobody local will take you around or meet you or, or even drink coffee with you. That's what we come to do. We come to host you in a country that you need to be hosted. The difference of language. If you're not in Tel Aviv in Jerusalem, nobody really cares or speaks English to Is you. Is that right? Yeah. You go to the Golan Heights it will be harder to find someone who speaks English. Signs and the roads are fine. You can drive your way around if you feel adventurous. I can say, Anilo Medaberi Vrit. You can say, Anilo Medaberi And it took me 11 years to, to master that sentence, which means I don't speak Hebrew. We can teach our, your, your audience, <laughs> but it won't, it won't uh, keep them. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to travel yeah, Israel. For sure. And that's Again, our it's advantage. The, it's the road less traveled idea. Like yeah, if you, exactly. It's harder to get off that trail because you don't have the ability. But if you know people mm -hmm. and you're the guy. Yeah, everyone can travel um, on his own uh, and figure the, you know, figure the way out. Um, but I think that people, people are looking um, more and more um, to travel different and to meet locals. Because um, uh, when, when we come to Toronto uh, and we have someone, we have Dell that can take us and show us around, Perfect it makes example. the difference. Perfect you know, example. That makes the difference. That's right. Um, we're not wasting our time, and uh, we're engaged, and that's that's it's all about. It's um, funny, you know, in, the, in these days of social media, people forget the idea that what Facebook is really all about is your network of friends and contacts, and being able to connect with other people that way. And we've been doing this for years through through those kinds of human interactions. And when you know Dale then you have access to all of Dale's friends, friends and exactly. she can invite them over and, exactly. and we do what we did at her house the other night. What, what do we have, like 
30 or 40 people? 40, yeah. 45 even. 40, 45 yeah. people. And it was wonderful. And, you know, I didn't get enough time to talk to as many people as I would have liked to because I had a few great in-depth conversations. But there's something really magical that happens when people cook together. Do people cook with you at Puzzle Israel? Is that part of the experience yes, as well? Yes, The food truck uh, opens up in the middle of nowhere. We put a pot on the fire and we all cook together. Mm. That's a big part of uh, travel. Actually, we started this way. We started cooking for other people catering or doing cooking workshops and then started the travel and putting together itineraries because we saw there is a lack of young entrepreneurs in this business except for a few tour guides that want to do and, and change the world there there are these 20 countries who are all 30 years old and they control this market of mass production right. another trip of 50 people bus, with the bus the get bus. on the bus see Tiberia see Jerusalem and go back home <laughs> right now it's it's time Israel is 7 million people. Mm -hmm. Most of them live very far from Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. And they want to invite you. They want you to be to come and drink their wine because we have phenomenal wine. Try their beers because they ha we have great beers. Try their baba ganoush because they make it different. Um, or buy art in the middle of the Golan Heights because he makes mezuzah from local stones. And nobody will come there. There is no bus stop that stops in this guy's backyard unless you come with us. Tell people what a mezuzah is. Oh, <laughs> a mezuzah is uh, the, that um, stone piece that, or wooden piece that you put on the door for Jewish people to come and bless when they come into the door. There is a special, unique uh, tefillah in it, and a Jewish religious people person would not come into a door if it doesn't have a mezuzah. He will have uh, an issue coming into that door. And so this is the kind of thing where when you know people, they can expose you to places that you wouldn't have gone otherwise. You said it's five-star hotels, so you're staying in, in super nice places along That's the way. That depends the client. really up to you. Yeah. We do have people camping or sleeping in a three-bed and breakfast. It's, it's, it's a matter of budget. Again, a family well, of five coming to travel Israel let's with talk flights. Budget. So what's the, what's the price range of, of what this costs for people? So the price range in Israel will come together. It depends on the size of the group, but probably between 3500 to as much as you want to spend. Um, we do have couples traveling and spending 10,000 each. Um, for about a week? That's for, for about 10 days. 10, 10 days. 10 days. Yes. Uh, includes everything. You you can leave your wallet at home. We take, we package it together. We have the best prices all over the country. Of course, it's contracts and all that as a tour operator. Sure. Um, but you come, you don't even need to order your food if you don't want to. We take care of everything by getting to know you. And you'll land. Before you land, we know you. Right. Once you land, we even know you better. After 48 hours, you don't need to do anything. We know what you need. We are there to listen. If there is any issue, we take care of it immediately. And you just come and to relax. Do you ever pair people up? Do you ever have like groups that you put together with other people? Or is it only the people that you book with that you go with? So I think one of these struggles of being a small operator is the we, you need a mass production. You need um, such a strong brand to have people come on the same date together for this tour to happen. So we do have our set departures. Um, they are 10 to 15 people. They, we started with them this year. Um, we started by doing yoga retreats in Israel. Mm. So it's a yoga adventure where a, tour, um, a yoga instructor from the U.S. will put together a group and come together. Now we open a date. We'll have one in a month and a half, a yoga experience, peace, peace through yoga in Israel, so people can come together from all over the world and travel for a week together in Israel. That's a very good model, and it works. 
to do a culinary trip on the 3rd of March, to sell that will be very, very hard. And the problem that I think is that Israel, that Israel it's uh, an adventure country, and uh, it's a long-distance flight. And when people um, are coming to Israel, they, they want to travel, uh, not, spe- not surround a typical um, or specific um, theme. Right. So uh, we're trying to combine and mix it. So in right. every in every trip, we will have some culinary aspect and some. Uh, when others. we come back from the break, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. We talked at the end of the first segment about uh, Palestinian and Arab and other cultures that exist in Israel, and I want to give people a sense of how you incorporate those things into your tours. You're I'm I'm here talking with uh, Nir Margalith and uh, Guy Maram from Puzzle Israel. It's a really unique. Uh, tour guide system that they've created, tour company in Israel. You're listening to Zinka Plansky here on News Talk 1010. Let's eat! You're listening to Let's Eat with host Zane Kaplansky on News Talk 1010. <laughs> and welcome back. This is Zane Kaplansky, your host. Every Saturday on News Talk 1010, I'm joined today by Nir Margalith and Guy Maram from Puzzle Israel. Welcome back. Thank you, Thank very, you much. very much. And we're wrapping up. This is this is uh, it's been such a pleasure to have you in the studio, because, well, I mean, I didn't say it earlier, but but um, I spent five years backpacking around the world, working and traveling in all kinds of different places. I visited tons of other countries as well. I love to travel, and I love the idea that you're giving people a really unique and hands-on experience in a country that I love, and the idea of being able to get off the beaten path and do something, do something. Uh, a little bit more interesting and extraordinary and memorable. Now, one of the questions I think our listeners will be asking themselves is, is this just for Jewish people? Is this a Jewish tour? And, you know, is it is it a, a, the, the, are there political messages involved? And, like, how do you speak to that? Um, so we say no. Everyone is welcome. And especially now, Israel is welcoming everyone, every community. Tel Aviv won number one city for LGBT uh, travel. And, is that right? Yep. Yeah. And it's a very interesting country for anyone to visit. And I think one of our goals... The gays know how to have a good time. So if, so if, oh, if yeah. the gays love Tel Aviv, then you know it's going to be you fun. No, it's good. Um, one of the goals we had from the beginning is to open Israel to the world like any other country. It's not Israel because Jesus was there. It's not Israel because it's the Jewish land. It's Israel because it's just a very interesting country. that get, And you get 15 countries in one country because of all these cultures. And anyone is welcome politically... Yes, there is a struggle. Um, the Middle East will probably keep on struggling for at least another 50 years, which will keep it interesting for all of us. But we and have our political struggles here as well. Yes. So, you know, Canada's not immune to that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel that when you come to Toronto. I think um, Israel is, um, there is tension. When you come to Israel and you open up a conversation about uh, the Palestinian, Jewish land, situation there is a struggle people come from their background whatever they got on tv or internet right or, or their or army experience or army experience you were both in the army we yes. were both in the army right and but we grew up in the galilee and i think you once you meet people that grew up in the periphery or the northern part we came 30 years ago to the galilee as the jewish people building se- um, settlements of the galilee mm-hmm. around an arab community and I grew up going into an Arab village every day, eating hummus, fixing my car, buying groceries, truly, because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. um, because the hummus is better. 
Uh, we have. <laughs> what's, what's the secret to great hummus? Good tahini. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Which is the sesame paste. Which is the sesame paste, right. which we'll soon bring to the to the Canada. So. Oh yeah, is that soon, right? Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, very cool. we'll get uh, we'll get you one, and then you'll tell about <laughs> it's it. It's so tomorrow. much different. It's so much better, and it's such a oh, yeah. a, a, a humble. So hummus, for those of you who aren't aware, is is like a chickpea salad, crushed chickpeas with um, with, with uh, tahini. tahini, tahini, garlic, lemon juice, and 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 just good olive oil. Yeah, uh, you have to eat it with pita um, if it's not so good, and you, you have eat to it eat it fresh. Good. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, That's if you eat it hot, fresh. warm, um, Arabs eat it. At 6 a.m. in the morning, and then it keeps them full until noon. So mm. that's how that was the typical worker's meal. Um, so yeah, hummus, the best hummus is there. Now, growing up with Arabs so close opens your mind and hearts to the community that lives around you. And we have a million Jew, um, Israeli Arabs living in Israel. In Israel, it seems like it works. And once you get there, you understand that the, the old city of Jerusalem, where you see on the news stabbing and crazy, and it works. People buy from each other, go live along each other. It's so close and so condensed. It's smaller than Toronto by so many measures. And so you're the people who go on the Puzzle Israel tours will see... Arab Israel Everything. and Palestinian Israel. They'll get and to talk to them. Bedouin, They'll get to answer Druze. and ask the yeah. right and wrong. There are no right and wrong questions. Every question is legitimate and we'll listen to you. And if you want more of that, we'll get you more of that. If you want more of other things, we'll get you more of other things. There are people who want to visit an IDF base, which is the Israel Defense uh, Force base. Why? Because their son is a lone soldier who may be served in, uh, in a unit. Uh, lone soldiers are soldiers coming from foreign countries serving the IDF mm. because of feel of Zionism. Now, as I mentioned before, today we have mixed marriages and it becomes more and more popular. So a lot of these people and these families want both. They want the Jesus trail and they want the Jewish trail. Right. And they want everything. They just want to enjoy and relax and get to know this special country. What are your, what are your favorite parts of, of Israel? What are the things that, that you look forward to doing and doing again? Um, I intend to join every group that goes to this very special kibbutz called Harduf. It's a, it's a kibbutz that grows everything so organic. Let's, let's explain to oh, you what a kibbutz sorry. is. Ooh, that will be a long conversation. <laughs> now, a kibbutz is a very ancient or long way of building a community um, that everyone shares everything, the, mostly the income. So they all put together a factory or land and grow things together. All the money comes into one pot and then everyone splits it. Um, unfortunately, this exists very small now in Israel. The country did open and, and was built along kibbutzim, but now we have about 10 of them left that are actually surviving as a kibbutz because their factory is just good enough and big enough to support everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but this kibbutz have decided to work with special need people. Mm. So 60% of the community are people with special needs. They grow everything organic. They have a milk factory. Everything is in-house for their use and they just integrate with these people with special needs to be a part of their community. They have a pottery shop, they make pottery and then sell it. So to bring someone from Toronto or from New York to this community that they get to meet those people to see how wonderful their work is and support them. That's something that we love. We cook together breakfast with mm -hmm. the things we pick and, and just take from their garden. And that's, I think, the puzzle experience. And if you go on the, that video we talked about, an eight-minute video we have, you'll see a little bit of it. Chickens running and picking the vegetables and cooking eggs together. People go back home 
after all the, the, the best hotels in Israel, that brunch is the best brunch they had ever because of the freshness and the rustiness and the mud on the carrots. And they and, just love it. Yeah, and the meaning. <laughs> yeah, and the meaning. Definitely. Yeah, it's meaningful. Well, this is, this is, you know, did you ever see the movie Ratatouille? Yes, of course. So I, I, I love to talk about people's Ratatouille moment. And it wasn't the dish that his mother, that the French curmudgeonly critic, it wasn't the Ratatouille itself. It was the feeling that he got from being served this thing by this person who loved him more than anybody ever loved him. And I think this is this is what you're providing for people. This is the context of food. It's the personality and the connection. It's not just the ingredients. It's the story behind the ingredients exactly. and the personal and emotional connection that people make when they eat something or have something in a place that's more meaningful to them. And when you understand and you have somebody like yourself, Guy, or like yourself, Nir, who's able to translate both language-wise and emotionally and historically what the context of this is and, and where it comes from. And, and I think that gives people a deeper meaning and understanding than your classic tour-guided and tour bus experience where it's somewhat generic and less connective and less emotional and less, less um, cerebral. Intimate. Intimate. I think, I think the word sharing is the word we're trying to pass. You're coming to share an experience with the people next to you. Yes, and a small group of 10 to 15 people it just works better. Um, sitting around Let's one table, everything give an example, served. if when we have a big group, a big group can be a 40, 45 people, we will split them into a two van. Mm. So we will keep the, keep intimacy. the intimacy. Each of them will have a tour guide and a staff that will accompany them. And that create a different atmosphere for sure. Traveling any country with more than one local person. <laughs> so you have a group of logistic, a logistic team that takes care. But is there just to listen, have fun, tell you a joke and share their story of their army service, of their university, how hard it is to live in Israel, how fun it is to travel India. That's what you're coming for. Mm -hmm. When you come to travel with us, you're coming to experience the people of the country. And we promise very good food. Well, I mean, what else, what else, what else do you need? Yeah, I mean, it, it, for, for me, I always say, I mean, this is let's eat. It's all about the food. and, and uh, But to be able to have food connect to people. The other thing that I love to talk about, too, is th there's a, a very famous movie called, like, Water for Chocolate. And the principle of the movie is that what's in the woman's heart goes into her, her food. And the idea of, I believe in that, that connection. I believe that what whatever your was in your heart you put into your work and what we do by working with food because you are what you eat people people are fed by those emotions and when we're happy and when we're showing people something that we care about passionately they taste that passion they taste that caring and they taste that connection and I think that that's one of the things about puzzle Israel that I think is is extraordinary is that you're giving people such a personal experience from yourselves and then showing them your lives and your friends' lives and your family's lives mm -hmm. so that they feel that they've come away with friendships, experiences, and memories that they'll, they'll never forget. You ask, <clears throat> you, um, you ask uh, in the beginning if we have testimonials on the website, and I think um, most of our clients um, mentioned the, they mentioned the fact that the trips was organized perfect and, this, and the service was amazing and... Um, the food was great, but they are always will say something about the staff, about the people mm. that they've met. And I can say that over 50% of our 
clients became our friends and they are inviting us um, to cook uh, at their home and even to stay overnight. And uh, this is something that I thank for so much. Very appreciative. Very appreciative. Of yeah. building a community of yeah. people who know each other, know Israel, want to support Israel, have been there and now are bringing the word of it's safe. It's fun. It's different than what it was 25 years ago. If you've been in the past 20 years, you should go again and again and again. It's not a once-in-a-life type trip anymore. The world is easier to travel. Take a plane. What, what are the best times to go to, to, to Israel? So I would say the best times will be off-season, which is March till May mm-hmm. and September till uh, mid-December, where Israel doesn't get too much rain, so you don't need to be t- too much afraid. Definitely not cold as here. Um, but yeah, those are the middle two, two good seasons. Summertime is crazy. Israelis are on vacation. You don't really want to be there when seven million people are released <laughs> around. Um, and December is just Christmas time where everyone comes. We do right. get three million visits. I think a million of them come in these 10 days of Christmas. So if you can shift, Israel is more educational than any day in school. So take your kids off school. I'm sorry to be the, ne- the, <laughs> the one that says that, the but take them off yeah. and go on a vacation. They'll come back better human beings. They will understand the world better around them, and they'll have so many stories to tell their friends that it will be just educational for maybe all their friends. Well, this, this has been, a, I think, a wonderful learning experience. I mean, I've, you've brought back a lot of memories of my times in Israel. And, uh, and as we're sitting here, of course, I'm thinking to myself, geez, I would love to go back. And, and, uh, and remembering what the highlands and the Galilee were like and remembering what the coast of, of uh, the Mediterranean was like. And Jerusalem, you know, when you're walking through the old city and you're walking on these steps that are so soft and round because so many people have walked on these. And you wonder, who else? You know, the f- famous historical figures that, that have walked on these exact same steps. And uh, through cultures, it's not just Jewish. And it's, it's, it's a really, uh, it's the birthplace of so many of our, of our world religions and cultures as well. And they seem to exist uh, relatively well with obviously some conflicts. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for, for being my very first international guest. I've got Nir Margulith and Guy Moram from Puzzle Israel. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Couldn't, for couldn't us. be happier to have you here. You've been listening to Zane Kaplansky on News Talk 1010. We'll see you next week. Yeah.